Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker. In an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is helping you get through it. That's, yeah, we're that's, here for that's you. what we're doing here. That's our job. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We know you have a lot of choices right now, but we appreciate you uh, spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here in my bunker, sitting over there uh, high atop uh, a, a mighty hill in some undisclosed North Texas location uh, in her ivory tower. Guarded by Lysol and prayers. It's the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. That might have been your best introduction for me yet. Well done. I'm trying. Listen, desperate times, desperate measures. You had a lot of time to to... uh, sit and think about the intros. So they're going to keep getting, I expect them to keep getting better and better. Well, well, let's not let's not put those kind of expectations on me. Uh, today is Monday, March sixteenth, twenty twenty. Two hundred fifty-five days until Thanksgiving. Episode nine twenty-one. Nine twenty-one. This is the Donnie Sadler episode. Excuse me, uh, Donnie Sadler, of course, Whoa, uh, an illustrious Texas Rangers career. Chill. Wash your hands. Um, I already did. My hands are extremely clean. Um. Do we have first look through the door? Yes, it is uh, William Dyson, Tony, Rob Hathaway, and Nolan Roof. Ruth. By the way, you know how you didn't know what my mug at the office was? This is the companion mug. This is uh, the one at the office is is, uh, is Crow. This is Tom Servo. And by the way, if you're interested, Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I'm pretty sure they have like a live stream that goes on nonstop. So if you're bored, you can watch every episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. They have like a Twitch stream that just goes on uh, loop. So uh, on today's program, we are going to discuss a question that came in uh, as part of our um, uh, mailbag, uh, which is about a mercy rule in Texas high school football. Should there be one instituted? 
Uh, we'll get into that. And then back half of the program, uh, we will hear from the head coach of the Amarillo Palo Duro Dons, Coach Chris Fisher. Uh, we had a great conversation with him. Uh, we, you, we will hear from him coming up here at the back half of the program on this episode 921, episode 2 in captivity. <laughs> By the way, real so, quick uh, shout out, Chandra, who we usually, you like to yell at when we're on the show. Um, she's, I do. She's watching. Usually through a glass window. Yes. Chandra says, watching today's show is helping with separation anxiety. Hi, Chandra. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> who, who, who are you feeling anxious that you're separated from? Um, I feel like, uh, feel like maybe you're, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, we will get into all that. Uh, coming up. Okay. It's good. Thanks for joining us, Chandra. Okay. Let's talk about a question that came in on the texasfootball.com mailbag. Uh, we do a DCTF mailbag every week um, that it was uh, that we, we solicit questions from Twitter, from Facebook, asking uh, questions, uh, you know, any sort of um, uh, anything that, that you would like to know about high school football, college football, recruiting, all that fun stuff. Um, so, uh, one question that really caught my eye, a gentleman named Nathan Story asked the question, should the UIL implement a running clock for 11-man football when a team is up by a certain amount after half, similar to six-man football mercy rule? And so, if you're unaware, <clears throat> six-man football, class 1A, does have a mercy rule. They have a rule that if you are ever up after halftime, at or after halftime, I should say, by 45 points or more, the game is over. The game stops right then. So you have a lot of games that end at halftime. Now the team is up 52 to nothing, and the game is just over after they play 10-minute quarters, so they're just over after 20 minutes. Right. Um, and, in fact, we saw one in the state championship games this we year. sure did. Uh, as Richland Springs, uh, what they call the, the, the nomenclature that they use in, uh, in 1A circles is they, they got 45. They 45 uh, Motley County for their ninth state championship uh, there in the 1A Division II state championship. And that was and, and that's something that wasn't after halftime, or it was after halftime, but it wasn't at halftime. So we did get some extra football, but once it hit that mark, then it was done. Right. It ended sometime in the third quarter, I believe. And so um, the question is, you know, and, and if you talk to people in six-man football, they'll tell you that the reason behind this is simply because, look, well, it's a couple of reasons. One, those games could really get out of hand. Oh, yeah. And six-man football tends to – the parity is a little bit less than an 11-man football in the sense that if you have a really good team and a really bad team – that gap can be really wide, very significant, and you could you could really and truly, if there weren't a, a forty-five point mercy rule, like a hundred to nothing is really not outside of the realm of possibility. Mm. It is, you know, it could it could ha- it would it would happen a couple of times a year. Fixes um, Nolan were- just commented and said, "I was playing for Alito during the infamous bully game in 2013 when we beat Western Hills 91 to zero. We used a running clock at mm-hmm. the end, but not even Western Hill wanted to end the game early." Right, and so um, that's kind of the, the other thing in six man football is there is a, a math element to it in the sense that some of these teams only have seven, eight, nine players. Right. Right. Some of them only have a few players. And so 
you you risk every time that you continue to play a game that has already been decided it's done and dusted right if you continue to play it you are only going to risk kids getting hurt mm-hmm. that's i think a, a big reason behind when you only have seven or eight players <laughs> you can't afford those right because it could it could end your season exactly like, literally end your season mm-hmm. and so that's why six-man football has that kind of, of mercy rule now look blowouts do happen in 11-man football mm-hmm. in fact we had five different games five six different games that were decided by 80 points or more this year six of them that's including three games three games that were decided by 84 points uh, Mansfield Timberview beat Dallas Sunset in week eight, 84 to nothing. Malakoff beat Kemp, 84 to nothing in week 11. And Red Oak beat Dallas Conrad, 84 to nothing in week nine. Uh, in week seven, San Augustine beat Hull Dicetta, 83 to nothing. Umble Atascacita beat Pasadena Rayburn, uh, 82 to nothing in week five. And Anson beat San Angelo TLC, 81 to nothing in week nine. Uh, there are a lot of games and there's a, a whole list of games. And if you, if you, if you set the bar to 70 points, there are a lot of games that are decided by 70 points, like a lot. Right. Oh yeah. And so the, the question should be, and the question posed is should 11 man football Institute, a, uh, a mercy rule. And I'm going to tell you why I think the answer is no. A couple of reasons. It all kind of stems from my overall take that the person and the people that should be most in charge of how this game happens are the coaches. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. I think the coaches know the situation the best. They understand the concept context of, of, of the game. Uh, and furthermore, I think that the vast, vast, vast majority, almost all Texas high school football coaches are, of, are not out there trying to run up the score on somebody. Right. I, 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 I tend to believe in talking with coaches and just knowing coaches that Texas high school football coaches are not out there to embarrass other teams. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to hang 120 on them. Well, and then that brings up the point too, especially when you get into the higher levels, like the, the backups would never get a chance to get any playing time. And so then what happens when your starting quarterback goes down and your backup hasn't stepped foot on the field all year, you know? I think that is a tremendous point. And, and especially when you get up into the higher levels where you do have twos and, and sometimes, you know, when you get into the really high levels, third string guys, um, that is a time when those guys can get valuable reps. Uh, on both sides, whether you are pasting a team or you're getting pasted, mm-hmm. you can go and you can you can see, hey, let's see what this backup quarterback's got. Let's see what this backup running back's got. Let's see what this third string guard's got. Um, that is that is valuable time and valuable reps for those guys. Um, the other thing is that um, if you were to you know the, the, if you were to institute a mercy rule again, I feel like you would be taking the game out of the coach's hands mm-hmm. when coaches do have levers that they can and do pull in order to slow down a blowout and in order to slow down something that is, um, you know, just 
terrible, right? If it's 81 and nothing, they can, they can get to, and this happens a fair amount is that coaches get together. If it's, if it's 55 to nothing at halftime, mm-hmm. right? Uh, coaches will get together at halftime and they will say, Hey, um, why don't we agree to a running clock in the second half? Uh, or there are some times where they will even shorten quarters and say, well, let's go to 10 minute quarters, um, things like that. And, and you see that happen fairly frequently, you know, not, not fairly frequently, but you know, a, a fair amount it happens. And, and, and the, so that is a lever that coaches can pull. Exactly. And that's what you said. Then that leaves it up to the coach's discretion. You've got, it doesn't have to always be that way, but it's, it's a game by game situation. So why change that? <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing is that the context I think really matters, right? Mm -hmm. Is that I don't think that like the, the reason that there's a 45 point mercy rule in six man football isn't because they don't think that a a team can come back from a 45 point deficit. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point of it is let's protect these players. Let's uh, make it, you know, let's make sure that nobody's getting hurt unnecessarily uh, especially in a situation where you do have um, where you do have players, maybe you don't have a a backup, or maybe you you know where one or two injuries can really hurt you. Mm-hmm. To me, the having that depth at those bigger um, at the bigger levels means that there are players that can take value from a game that is out of hand, right? Right. Uh, from a game that is um, is not is, is they're not going to come back. So to me, uh, I am I'm almost always going to side with the local control of this where they say where you leave it up to the coaches because I trust the coaches judgment. Mm-hmm. And, and in the end, that's that's the number one thing is that is that do you or do you not trust the coach's judgment? I, I do trust the coach's judgment. And to me, they are not going to put themselves in a position where they are going to go out there and embarrass uh, another team simply because that, that's not the way the coaches tend to be wired in my opinion. No, I feel like that's a much, that's a thing that you see way more in basketball, maybe, you know, trying to, trying to run mm. up the score a little bit, but not in football. That's just not the way that the game is played. That's not the way the pace of the game is played. It's just, it's totally totally different and i think that and i think that especially because because of the nature of the sport i think coaches first of all i think coaches do it because i think they're they're generally good dudes and they don't want to go out there embarrassed but furthermore if you do start running up a score on a team they do have recourse to punish you in a way that would be you know seems dirty you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like if you if you say, hey, that you know they're running up the score on me, I'm going to go take out the starting quarterback. Like that is, you know, it's terrible, but it's it's something that I think coaches say. You know what? We need to maintain a, a level of respect across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, that's why I, I think that in, in the end, the, the question comes down to: Do you want to leave it up to the coaches to pull those levers whenever they're available, or do you want to mandate that those levers be pulled? And to me. I would always rather be a little bit more conservative with it and say, let's let the coaches decide uh, because look, sometimes those, those meetings where it's 55, nothing at halftime, sometimes those meetings go a different way where the coach who's losing says, you know, what? I don't want the running clock because I want to get those extra reps. I want to get those extra, like we are, you know, we're down for a reason. And 
we want to be challenged. Yeah, yeah. Is it fun to get beat ninety one to ninety one to six? No, no, it's not. But at the same time, we can learn from this and going up against a team that is obviously pretty significantly better than us. Mm-hmm. You talk to coaches all the time, especially coaches who have been on maybe their programs on long losing streaks or things like that. They want to go and they want to play really good teams. Oh, yeah. So that they know, hey, listen, that's where we got to go. That's what we got to get. And and there's value in that from from the losing coaches side as well. And so I, mean, I, uh, I would just rather leave that decision in the coaches' hands because I think that generally speaking, in the big picture, they tend to make the right decision. Right. And I think you hit the nail on the head too saying like – you really do want to play better teams. I know that even from playing sports in high school, it was the games that I learned the most from or that impacted the team the most mm-hmm. were easily the ones where we got killed because coach had a right yeah. to be mad. You know that you need to step up and do better. And that ultimately makes you better rather than going out there and just, you know, barely squeezing by a win. It's it's better to do that sometimes and get it through your head like, hey, we got to figure something out here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so there you go. Let us know what you think of the comments. Um, should uh, Texas High School Football institute some sort of mercy rule? I vote no, but I'm certainly willing to hear your arguments when we get to final thoughts here in a moment. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. I hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. You get two magazines, including the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, mailed directly to you. So I have had a couple of questions right now. <laughs> about the production of the magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't run out. Uh, don't we'll mail out. it to you. And I've had a couple of questions. You. I've had a couple of questions about the, the magazine and, and really um, we are, um, you know, right now it's business as usual. We're putting together the magazine like we normally would. Obviously we're all working from home as you can see. Um, but we still have, everyone's got their assignments. Everyone's got their deadlines. We are still planning on, on doing that. There is a non-zero chance that the magazine gets delayed because there's a non-zero chance of everything right now. But right now we are planning on going to press on May 30th. We are planning for that magazine to come out on time. That's the latest from us. If you want the magazine before it hits store shelves, mailed directly to you, become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. You also get a lot of great online uh, stuff, including access to our archives. If you, if you, if you've got a little bit of time on your hands for some reason, uh, and you want to flip through every edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, you can at texasfootball.com slash archive. It's uh, our, all of our magazines are digitized for insiders. So make sure you check that out. All right. A couple weeks ago, geez, seemed like forever ago, uh, Matt Steff yeah. went up to the, um, I guess it was the South Plains Clinic in Lubbock. South Plains, yeah. He caught up with a number of coaches. One of the coaches he caught up with is the head coach of the Amarillo Palo Duro Dons, Coach Chris Fisher. Here's our conversation with Amarillo Palo Duro Coach Chris Fisher here on Texas Football Today. 
Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the South Plains Coaches Clinic in Lubbock here with the head coach of the Amarillo Paladero Dons, Coach Chris Fisher. Uh, coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, early on a Saturday morning to chat with us. Oh, anytime for you, man. Appreciate everything that you do for our sport. Well, I saw you uh, tweeting out early this morning. You were you were on the road early. Uh, you had a little bit of a drive in, but but the cl- this clinic being so close to home has got to be a nice little uh, little thing for you and your coaches to get out here and, and listen to a great speaker list. Well, it's outstanding. Uh, you know, it's not every day that you get, you know, Marcus Shavers from, from McKinney High and, and just all the great speakers that uh, Coach Garfield's brought in. Uh, it's an awesome opportunity for us to learn and keep getting better. Uh, you know, that's what the offseason's for. You can't be content in where you are. you got to keep getting better, and this is a great opportunity to do that. Uh, when, when, if you have any young coaches on your staff, do you have any advice for them when they come to clinics? You know, what, what's one thing that you would tell them when they're coming to a clinic and listening to such a good speaker list? For me, it's it's just about taking good notes and, and you know, finding them afterwards. You know, sometimes you don't want to ask a bunch of questions, you know, in the middle, but find them in the breakout sessions, you know, make sure you get their contact information. So if you're not clear on, on what, you know, he was talking about, all these coaches are so great about sharing information and, and making sure that you're good with what they're talking about. And so I just encourage them to make sure that they get that one-on-one time or get the email address so they can sit and correspond with these guys. You got your napkin out to draw up any plays on defense, man. We, Rickland Holmes is over there. I'm sure you and him could draw up some plays a little later on. Well, you know, Coach Holmes and I have a little bit of a history. I was at Plano and, and we played, you know, his, some of his John Tyler teams there and had some great games. Uh, you won't get much better than Coach Holmes over there. All right. Now, uh, looking ahead to your ball club in 2020, first we'll talk about realignment. And, and, and I know it's very cool in, in, in Amarillo for the four AISD yes. schools to be together. I'm expecting there'll be some big crowds at uh, Bivens Stadium this year when those games uh, are district games this year versus some of those being non-district games last year. Um, tough district again, right? The UIL doesn't do you guys any favors. They give you guys a tough district every year. And uh, I guess the competition is going to be real hot and heavy in 2-5A Division One. Well, it, and it just speaks to the level of football up here. Uh, you know, the Lubbock schools, the Amarillo schools, I mean, we're all very close. We're all very competitive. And, you know, there are no weeks off. And that's what you get whenever you come up here and you know what you sign up for. So we're excited about it, though. You know, we've always played Tascosa in a non-district situation. But to have it mean something is, is a big deal for our community, big deal for their community. And, you know, not having to travel to Aveline to play Cooper is a big deal. And so it allowed us to keep that fourth non-district game. So we're excited about that. All right. Now, uh, when you look at your ball club in 2020, uh, I know you're trying to trying to break through and get into the playoffs next year. Um, what do you what, what what do you think your strengths coming back are, and what do you think uh, your team uh, really needs to work on this offseason to fill some holes left by graduation? Well, I feel like the first thing we're going to have to do is find out who our quarterback is going to be. Obviously, losing Dondre to grade a three-year starter uh, is a big deal. You didn't try to give him an extra year of eligibility? Well, we'd like to. <laughs> you know, he's only 17, yeah. so we'd like to do that. But uh, for us, it's it's you know keep growing that offensive line. Uh, we're going to have some depth there. Um, you know. We had some injuries this year that made a lot of young kids have to play, and so most of those guys are coming back. We graduated one, essentially, and so we're excited about that. Uh, Riley Brown, T.J. Warren, uh, Edgar Flores, you know, some guys that played 10 games, and so we're excited about that. Defensively, uh, Caleb Bernal coming back. He'll be a three-year starter. Our secondary's back, uh, led by Michael Wesley. He's going to be a junior next year, so we're excited that we've got some good pieces. Uh, The spring, we're going to have to really solidify that quarterback position and some other spots on the defense. 
Coach, I should have asked you to bring me some donut stop from Amarillo down. I should have texted you this morning and asked you to bring some. For those not from Amarillo, tell everybody from not from Amarillo how good donut stop is. Well, let me tell you, the cherry cake donut could stop wars. Uh, I believe it could bring world peace. Uh, donut stop's delicious, man. Hot, and uh, the flavors are always good. It's one of the great things about coming back to Amarillo is that, you know, that cherry cake, it calls me. You got to get in the you gotta get in the gym, though. You can't eat too many of them, right? Oh, well, and you can look that the gym time hasn't been what it should be, but luckily we have one right around the corner from the high school, so it's good. Coach, appreciate your time, and uh, good luck in 2020, and appreciate what you do for student-athletes in Texas. Well, we appreciate you, Matt, and, and TAP, and everything that Dave Campbell stands for, and we're just happy that you guys are out this way. There he is, Chris Fisher, the head coach of the Amarillo Paladero Dons. He only means half of that. He does mean he appreciates <laughs> Matt Staff. Yes. He does appreciate yeah. Matt Staff. And and I, I, I'll i also say I think he appreciates Dave Campbell's Texas football. I'll say that. The brain. Right. But so just not you? Me. That's not – he doesn't need to do that. If he if he is, then that's that's not uh, – he doesn't need to be doing that. Uh, but anyway, okay. So one thing I, I'm going to throw out there. And this is just a small public service announcement, okay? But um, Matt Stepp, our Dave Campbell Tech Football Insider, threw out on, I think, Twitter, maybe Facebook, maybe both of his things, um, some, if, if you are working from home and you're not used to working from home, Step actually has uh, some pretty good advice. I say actually, uh, but he's got some good advice. <laughs> he doesn't on... usually. <laughs> But he does. He's got some good advice on what to do uh, in uh, when you're doing that. And, and I took a number of those pieces of advice today. Uh, his first one was make sure you get up and you shower and you get dressed as if you are going to work. And I did that today. I, I set an alarm. Now, my alarm is named Hank, but I set an alarm <laughs> and I got up. And I showered and I got dressed and I came up to, I have, I have an office in my, in my house and that's where I am right now. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. And I feel like that really got me going. Mm -hmm. The other one that he has, and I do have, I've got a, I've got a TV in my office right here. The TV has been off. Um, I am listening to music. I'm listening to radio, but I do not have the TV on now, but that's kind of interesting because you and I, I in our say, office, we watch TV at the office all the time. <laughs> Or it's on. Yeah, it is. So, it's, but I do feel like if I'm going to be, um, if I'm going to be productive, then I'm going to have to um, do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, there's that. And thirdly, yep. the one thing you said was get out and get some exercise. Yes. Yep. It get was the same thing air. with me. It, so like, I knew that I, when I got up this morning, I was like, I need to get up. I need a shower. I need to put makeup on, and it feels weird to put makeup on and then walk right over into my living room. In front but, of your roommates. I, but I did it. And uh, yeah, so felt good. Felt good this morning. Oh yeah, you did, I did my hair. hair. Nice. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, who am I doing my hair for? My wife? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, not, yeah, that's not gonna happen. There's no would point. Have seen both of us at the uh, office yesterday, they would have been like, yeah, we were both rocking it was the, sweatpants uh, the gray sweatpants. <laughs> Sweatpants City. No uh, so, by the way, one other thing that we're going to do, and by the way, we do have some breaking NFL news. If you're interested, uh, one, the Cowboys have put the, the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. The Texans are trading DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. To Arizona. It sounds like for uh, David Johnson, their running back, which. Um, okay. Numb? 
<laughs> I don't know huh? why you would trade one of the best receivers in the in the league, but cool. I don't really get that. Anyway, we've got breaking NFL news. Uh, but now we go to uh, the Pickle Mansion. Uh, Maison Pickle. <laughs> for final thoughts. Um, in regards to everyone's thoughts on the mercy rule, it seems like the overall consensus consensus is that the running yeah. clock is fine, yes, but having a mercy rule that just straight up ends the game in 11 man is no. That that seemed like most everybody's thing. So, yeah. People actually kind of I, it's weird something. because like I know it's weird, but but like one thing I would say is that like I don't I also don't want a mandatory running clock because there are coaches who say no, I want to go out there and I want these kids to get these reps and I want to play in real time game situations. Um, I don't want to have the mandatory running clock. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm not. I have opinions that are like way out of consensus. I'm glad that for once it's all of us it together. Kind of, like, yeah, yeah, we did it. Um, the other thing for final thoughts. So a couple of people have been asking about my last place ribbon behind me. Um, oh, yeah, realized, let's hear about it. I realized one that I was like, well, the way that I had to set this up in the living room, I'm literally like it's a white wall. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put something up on the wall. My last place ribbon, I actually, I won that fair and square. I got last place in a, a league that some of me and some of my roommates and a bunch of his family are in. And we go through each week of the NFL season and we pick every single game. Um, and my roommate's brother is a statistician. Like that's what he actually does for a living. So he keeps track of like, all these different things like NFC East divisions, like all, like all of that stuff. There's tons of different categories and they have actual like little trophies and we go have a little powwow and do an award ceremony. Um, but yeah, I had my mind so boggled around high school and college football this year that there wasn't much room for NFL football, um, at least league wise. No. So yeah, I, I got really close in a couple of the different categories, but like overall picking, I got last place, but they got me a ribbon. So I still got to go home with something. So I figured. Well, very, very famously, uh, this is before your time, but the, um, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew uh, played in the Allen Eagle booster club golf tournament. Mm -hmm. And uh, we came in last place. I've Um, heard about that. We had, and this is, so this is, I, I I'll say it again. Um, it was a scramble. So for those who, it's a best ball scramble. So whoever has the best shot, you just take that. Mm-hmm. And we shot even par. That is so astonishingly that. bad. <laughs> That's so terrible. It's awful. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, needless to say, um, the I got a DM from the uh, Allen Eagle Booster Club the other day saying, hey, when's your magazine go to press? Because we want to make sure we schedule it so you guys can come. And it's like, well, I remember when I, I heard that story from Ish because he told me that story when he found out, like, like I golf, not like wonderfully, but not terribly. And he was like, he texted Rudy mm-hmm. and Rob like automatically. And he was like, hey, she at least knows how to swing a club. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it was I bad, man. Out a little. <laughs> it was me, Robel, our boss, Adam. And then um, it was uh, our, our dearly departed friend. Not He's not dead. He just works for another company. Um, it, uh, Taylor. And all of us were quite terrible. 
So anyway, there's Oops. that. And so last place um, there. So, okay, guys, we did it. Thank yeah, you for it. spending part of your day with us. Um, follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Do you know what we should have gotten at the office yesterday? What? Vince Young's trophy. Gosh darn it. That was your one job. I had all this studio equipment to get. You could have at least remembered that. You walked out empty-handed. Okay. Uh, Get it when you go get mail. So, there you go. (laughs) For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Uh, Vince Young, we do have your Player of the Year trophy. We just don't have it right now. So, like, I'll give you, like, an IOU for it. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. (laughs) 